Welcome to Dear Culture, the podcast that gives you news you can trust for the culture. I'm your executive producer, Blue Tudusma. As you might be noticing, this is a very special episode of Dear Culture. In commemoration of Black History Month, we are doing our first but not last annual Best and Blackest Awards. Joining me are the best and brightest of the Griot's podcast lineup. From Dear Culture, we have Jaron Keith Gaynor and Shauna Pinnock. And from our new political podcast, What's In It For Us, we have Dr. Christina Greer. Welcome, guys. Hi. What are you guys drinking? Because we're all going to be drinking libations for this. Griot fam, do not judge us. I have um, Casamigos, um, the breakfast of champions. CG, what do you have? I've got water because it's Lent and I gave up alcohol for 46 days. Oh, that's that. You're so responsible. Continue. Ashana, <laughs> what do you have? Bless I'm responsible you. for 46 days. Hit me up on Easter. <laughs> bless you um i have a red wine i'm not gonna say who it is because this is not an ad and i'm not getting paid but yeah <laughs> cat daddy jaren for those of you who are listening uh, i just want you to know that jaren is wearing his carl thomas best um yes. imagine there's a window off off screen that's blowing with the drape there's some nice pillows behind him he has a little little side action with the handkerchief jaren uh, what are you drinking I'm drinking the McBride Sisters, uh, so shout out to Black-owned businesses. I'm drinking some yes. I don't know what kind of got, but <laughs> I love you. It's not even Women's History Month yet, and you're already representing for the women. Now, guys, um, this show is going to be fun, but I also want you to know that for the Dear Culture devotees, you probably recognize CG because she was a guest host back during the election of 2020. Do you remember that, guys? Mm -hmm. We had an election in 2020. Yeah. And it was CG's job to be, basically be our translator about what the hell was going on and what was in it for us. Um, CG, can you tell our listeners about what is your show about for those who haven't listened yet, but will be after today's podcast? Yes, and I'm so excited. So the What's In It For Us podcast discuss politics, culture, policy, current events, all things Black. Uh, basically, it's like having your favorite professor and your policy experts and pundits have a chit chat that you're invited to. And you get to sit in front row and listen to us laugh and debate and figure out what is possibly going on. And the focus of all of our conversations is what's in it for us. And by us, I mean Black people. So that is the podcast. I kind of love that. I feel like uh, at some point, Jaren and Shauna should mosey on over there and make a, a guest appearance. Oh, it's going to happen. Oh yes, I want, I definitely want basically like a Flintstones Jetsons crossover episode. I love that. <laughs> Do you know what I've been telling people? I've been telling people that this is like Girlfriends and the Game. A lot of people forget that the game yes. was actually a spin-off. Yeah. <laughs> now that I'm mentioning it's Girlfriends true. and like Joan Clayton, let's just jump right into it and in all things Black. Be clear, this is the best and Blackest, which means sometimes the Blackest is not the same thing as the best. Um, that just needs to be pointed out because there's going to be some controversial, controversial uh, categories and winners. Uh, mm -hmm. The producers and I had very heated conversations when we chose these winners. I want to say that our views are not the views of the griot. They are our independent views. So please do not hit up our bosses and ask what the hell is going on. Um, let's get right into the first one. The nominees for the most improved are Don Lemon. I've heard a lot of pathetic things from this White House. This one really takes the cake. A big, tough guy who incited a riot and then hid in the White House for five days and still refuses to take responsibility. He's the president of the United States. He's the most masculine. Come on, man. Shut, shut up. Shut up. 
He is the biggest snowflake of them all. The biggest one. Real Housewives of Atlanta star Portia Williams. It ignited what was in me to want to fight for real change. But it has to be known that it has to be demanded that we are able to peacefully protest. Comedian, writer, and cultural commentator Amanda Seals. I just want to take a moment to shout myself out for working my way out of a bad mood, <laughs> which particularly for us cancers can be like seemingly impossible. Those were our three nominees. I want to point out Don Lemon was chosen because he went from never being invited to the cookout to now being at the grill with his sandals and his socks on. Thanks to Donald Trump. I personally think Donald Trump is the best thing that happens to uh, Don Lemon's black card. Uh, Portia's uh, activism, she went from not knowing where the Underground Railroad was to like, you know, choo-choo right at the front of the train. And um, Amanda got a man and is smiling more. And so the bitter black narrative has now been taken from her. And sis, we want to, you know, acknowledge that. <laughs> He's so who do we think? Who do we think should get this award, guys? Lemon. You're also Don Lemon. And why is that? Because I mean, he's he's deliciously petty, but what exactly happened that Don Lemon became such a like an urban hero out of nowhere? Shauna's raising her hand like she's in school. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Shauna, tell us the catalytic moment. Listen, so we all remember when we all collectively dragged Don Lemon during the Ferguson protest as he was for whatever reason, to this day, I still don't know what was the purpose of mentioning this, but he's like, you know, when there's a, the smell of marijuana in the air, Negro for wh what? Why, why is this important? What, mm -hmm. what is you, you pulling some Van Jones ish right now? And I don't like it. I said what I said. So, you know, but now. And I co-sign what you said. Listen, okay. <laughs> I know that's right. And it ain't never wrong. Shout out to Saweetie. Uh, but <laughs> so, you know, just seeing that and then this juxtaposition of who that Don Lemon was, who we were like, this coon is <laughs> like fool who would never, ever, ever be invited to the cookout. Like you said, Blue, to now he is out here with the, he, listen, He's here for stunts and shenanigans and I love it, okay? He's like, he's, he has the faces down. He's like, mm, mm, really? Let, there's this one clip. I wish this was part of the, the, the clip where Don is just like, mm, like just smiling at the camera and collectively dragging MAGA supporters, Trump supporters, like Donald Trump himself, all of these Republicans who are just kowtowing to that too paid fool, like all of these things. I love to see this growth from Don Lemon. Shout out to Don Lemon. Listen, even if he don't win, he won. He I have won. a question though, Jaren, as a gay black man, you know that his stock has changed exponentially in the <laughs> community within the community, right? So what has it been for, for gay black men to see Don Lemon be the punchline, like the guy that we all talk about being like this folk like lore hero? Because there was a time where we were like, oh, you're that gay black dude. Mm. The one who doesn't like, you know what I mean? And now he's like, he's with the shits. He's a stunt <laughs> queen. I think that's what the kids would call him. Um, how do you guys feel about how he currently represents you? Well, I, I think it's, it, it's really important for Don to have this moment because he was an idol for a lot of gay black men in journalism. I remember reading his book, Transparent, and not being out to my family and him inspiring me to be more myself. And he created a lane for a lot of us to 
have representation. And so when he started saying things like, you should pick up your pants, uh, stop, black people are trashing their communities. It was very, um, I wouldn't say I was personally hurt, but as a collective, as a community, it was hurtful uh, because he has such a huge platform on CNN. Um, and to see him now, I, I look forward to his rants on, on primetime because it's, it's entertaining. Um, like you said, Trump had a lot to do with, I think, the growth of Don, of Don Lemon. Uh, I think that uh, he's now more of a liberal when he seemed like he was more of a moderate who leaned conservative. Uh, I don't know his political views, but he definitely has evolved especially when it comes to social justice. And so as a black gay man, I, I, it makes me feel good because I don't have to cringe whenever he says something foolish on TV. Um, but shout out to Don because Don actually helped me come out to my mom. He actually like personally, um, we had a conversation about me being in the closet and he told me do it and he pushed me and I did it. And my mom, she accepts me now, we have a great relationship. Um, so I, I'll always be grateful to Don, not just for the visibility, but on a personal level as well. Oh, Don is for the people. Who would have thunk it? Now, the <laughs> second person on this list, though, Portia. Now, let's play devil's advocate for a second because we are a news organization. I will say for me personally, these are my personal views. I loved when Portia first started doing her activism because it felt like she saw that moment that happened a couple of seasons ago on, on Bravo. She realized that she fumbled the ball as far as her legacy is. And she, she stood in it. And you could tell that she was emotionally attached to doing the work that her grandfather started, right? So in the beginning, I loved it. However, when it is a storyline in episodes three through eight of Housewives and they're throwing her activism parties, um, you know, it started to feel a little bit less organic. And so I'm not gonna ever, uh, downplay her intentions, but I am a little bit turned off by how heavy-handedly Bravo is now branding her as the resident activist who twerks on the weekend, right? Like it's feeling a little bit contrived now. So what are our thoughts about Portia's uh, new wave of popularity for being part of the movement, which we love, by the way, we love the movement. It's just, I'm a little bit nervous about how Bravo is going to be handling something so sensitive. I'll say, I mean, that's, that's what I expect Bravo to do. Like at the end of the day, Bravo is a business. At the end of the day, Bravo is trying to get ratings. At the end of the day, Bravo is going to try and capitalize on whatever it is that they want to do. However, what I will say is that to me, it does not feel as though Portia is jumping on this movement just because of, you know, trying to get them, you know, try to keep her peach and trying to <laughs> keep this ratings and storyline going. Like, in all honesty, from what I personally have seen, Portia's activism and her, her dedication to the movement has come from a genuine place. What others choose to do with that is kind of on them. Um, and I mean, hell, if I was Portia, I'm like, well, shoot, yes, this activism stuff is important to me and I'm going to use this platform that I do have with Real Housewives of Atlanta. And so if that's what they're gonna push, cool, whatever. You know what you else should, what else you should be doing, Bravo? Let's go ahead and make sure that we're donating money to these bill, these bill funds for wow. <laughs> protesters. You know what I mean? And I hope that's what she's doing on the back end, but I'm not going to hold, I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not going to hold Portia up for what the hell Andy Cohen and his minions are doing. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Andy has a history of, of being Andy. Yes. Um, <laughs> I want to say that and be nice. Andy, I love you. Please do not put a hit on me. But CG, what do you think about Portia and the whole using reality TV to push activism thing? Because I feel like she's probably a pioneer in that. I think there's going to be more 
reality stars who yeah. now start using platforms in this way. Well, and you know, and I don't watch any of the Real Housewives of, I call it Nowheresville. Like, I, I, just, I feel like I can only focus on but so much. So that's just something that's gonna let me slide. But you know, as, as Shauna said, you know, Bravo is a corporation, but I do think that she has opened the door because these reality stars are getting real money Mm-hmm. and they have real followings. And so as we think about trying to introduce new people into politics, not just into the state of Georgia, but across the country, you know, we recognize the importance of say state houses and local elections. And it's people from reality shows in these respective cities that can actually reach a new audience that politicians quite honestly don't have direct access to. Yeah. So if she wants to serve as a model, especially because she has a foundation in the civil rights struggle because of her grandfather, then so be it. I mean, I think, you know, there's so many places for people to be useful in this new movement that we're in, this moment that we're in. So whether it's you write a check and don't do anything else, that's fine. Somebody's got to finance the revolution. Whether you, you know, start bundling and getting all your wealthy friends to donate, that's great. Or if you use your platform to raise awareness. I mean, there, believe it or not, there are people who probably watch The Real Housewives who aren't necessarily from, say, Black communities where if Portia says that police brutality is a thing, uh, that might be the first time they're hearing it. I know that sounds crazy, but for some people, they live in silos and bubbles. And hearing it from her could actually open up a new window or a new door for them to educate themselves about something else that's of great importance. So I'm all for it. We have to reach people where they are. And if she's going to be a pioneer using her foundation of her grandfather's civil rights struggles, I'm all into it. I love that. Jaren, do you have any thoughts about our sis, Portia? Who I love, by the way, but I have to be devil's advocate for, you know. (laughs) I just want to give Portia her flowers because when she said what she said about the Underground Railroad, it was very, not only was it embarrassing, but her as a brand, it was not a good look. And to see her completely turn that around, and she, she had to admit on camera, like, she owned it on the show. She was like, yeah, I said that. Um, but I channeled that energy to learning about what I didn't know. She had to admit what she didn't know. And I think that that's powerful. I think that that should be celebrated too, because we don't know everything. And there are people who just don't know things. And she was a model for getting it wrong and then turning it into good. Um, and it also shows that she really cares because when you watch her on the show, I know Chrissy doesn't watch it, but on the most, one the last like two episodes ago, she was crying when they read the verdict um, in the Breonna Taylor case. And so she's very connected to, to the struggle. Um, I think because not only does she, not only does she have a, a personal maybe interest in rebranding herself, but through that work, she she grew and she connected to Breonna's story and the story of of, of all of our stories in America. And I, I think that that's commendable. I think that um, it's tremendous growth. And if I had to vote, it would be Portia. Oh, you're officially casting your vote for Portia. Okay, we got two Don Lemons and a Portia. I will say this, in a weird way, Jaren, as we're talking, and this is gonna sound so weird, but I actually feel like Portia reminds me of like the story of Buddha. You guys know I'm Buddhist, just bear with me. Buddha was out here thotting and bopping and drinking. And then one day he's like, you know what? I feel like I could do more of my life. And he sat under a tree cross-legged and then we got Buddhism. And a lot of people don't know that, like literally that's how Buddhism was founded. It was just a Fatiana who one day just said, let's do something different. And I always loved that story because it shows that you don't have to start off pure, right? Like you can always pivot and choose better. And there's something deeply relatable about how much Portia's life is a mess between her being divorced on Twitter 
and not knowing what the Underground Railroad was and like all these horrible things that happened to her, to her being full of joy and like at the front lines of the movement, that is very relatable. And it's probably something that a lot of the audience hasn't seen, but feels it's really accessible. Um, speaking of an evolution story, let's pivot to Amanda Seals. Now, I will say as a cultural commentator, I get uh, compared to Amanda Seals a lot because I think they think every know-it-all Black woman, we must all know each other and we have like a weekly meeting. CG, I think you're invited as well, Shauna as well. <laughs> and so <laughs> every time Amanda Seals does anything, I get tagged, right? But for those of you who don't know, Amanda Seals was a child actress who then started using her platform to be, I think it was like DJ, what was it? She had like another name. Uh, Diva. Diva or something. I think she had like a couple of years of DJ Diva or something. Mm -hmm. And then she started getting more into like political activism, right? Oh, Amanda Diva, there we go. Thank you to our producers. She was Amanda Diva for a while. And then she started getting like acting jobs as an adult and started becoming known for being a shot caller um, she became viral and mainstream, which means white folks whom she existed, when she called out Caitlyn Jenner for white privilege in a very viral clip that pushed her into the stratosphere. So calling out privileged white people is literally how white folks learned about her. Mm -hmm. Amanda has gotten a lot of flack for what some say is a lack of social intelligence. Mm -hmm. And so we all know all the stories. We've covered them extensively here at the GRIO. Um, and so suddenly this year, when during COVID she got a man and started smiling and got into less arguments, mm -hmm. it feels like the audience re-embraced her. What do we think about the bitter black woman narrative who just needed a man <laughs> thing that's happened? I mean, let's be honest. Everybody's like, oh, Amanda's getting deep down. She seems happy. Maybe we can invite her to the barbecue next to Don. Like, what do we think about that? Cause it's, it's human, but it's also kind of problematic. See, yeah, I, mean, I find that narrative problematic <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But I mean, I think, you know, this goes back to Jaren's point about evolution and some people evolve faster than others. Mm -hmm. Some people are just prone to stepping in it on multiple occasions. I think the verdict might still be out to see, you know, how people want to use their platforms. And mm -hmm. I don't think that everyone understands that when you say things of consequence, there, there might be consequences. But also sometimes if you say things and you're just sort of gunslinging and then, you know, loose out here, there are consequences as well. And so, you know, I, I hate to think about the Charles Barkley, like I'm not a role model, but you know, as black people, we don't really have the privilege of others to just be out here just without a care. We right. have to recognize that what we say does affect other people. It, you know, what Amanda says affects other comedians. It affects other carefree black women. It affects how people see black women. It affects how people interpret and treat Black women because of something she says, whether it goes viral or not. So I, I, I think the larger con conversation I think I'm having about her and her work is whether or not she understands the power of her words in this moment. And I think my concern for a lot of these folks, Portia included, Don Lemon too, is that there's some knowledge base, but it's not a hundred percent. They're still evolving, which is fantastic. But if you go out there with a little bit of knowledge and folks think that it's the full Monty and it's not, then sometimes you're leading folks down a wrong path because they're relying on you as the thought leader now that you've evolved. And so I think we need to be cautiously optimistic and, and maybe have several places where we get our news and several leaders that we look to and several uh, entities that help us form our opinions because there are some ill-informed folks. 
that are still calling shots. This is a very tactful way of putting it. Like Chrissy on TV because she, all that information, you know, people like Chrissy, we need more of that on TV because if we only have uh, the Amanda Seals of the world, you know, it's disjointed and it's not a full perspective. Um, but I think with Amanda, she definitely, I, I want to tread lightly because I am a, a black man and I'm not a black woman. Uh, uh, and I don't want to, I don't want to peddle in those words. But, <laughs> but Amanda is someone who comes off like she's angry, even if she's not really angry. Yeah. Um, and I think that that perception is real. I think that she has to, or maybe she has already uh, looked at what people say about her, what, what people perceive of her. And maybe she made some adjustments. And, you know, we all want to be loved, whether you're a black woman, a black gay man like me or whomever, we all want to be loved in some way, whether it's romantic or otherwise. And love does heal and love does lighten the load. And if a man helped her get there, you know, I support And her. I, I want to shout out our producers. They picked that clip of Amanda uh, dancing like a sugar plum fairy and then doing a face mask. Saying, hey, I'm a cancer. I get my feelings sometimes. But look, today I'm doing good because it showed levity and self-awareness in equal measure. And I also think as a passionate Black woman, because I'm actually not very emotional, but I'm passionate. I am much nicer when I'm in a relationship. I'm going to just call a thing a thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so as problematic as the you just need to get some thing is, we do soften when we're being loved upon properly. So I don't think it's completely um, unfair to acknowledge that her being loved up on doing a panoramic might have had an impact on her disposition. Um, Shauna, how do you feel as a fellow feisty and sometimes aggressive leaning? <laughs> so I have um, personal thoughts about Amanda Seals that I'm not going to share. Uh, but what I will share is I, I give Amanda props for using her platform to call out things that need to be called out. Now, whether or not, if sometimes that can be a little bit problematic and you know, what she says and who she decides to call out, that's up for debate. Um, and there is truth, Blue, in what you said of like, yeah, you just, you do kind of get nicer when you're, and that applies to everybody. I'm talking about across the spectrum. I don't care. If you are, if you decided to marry yourself, you have all of a sudden you're a nicer person. Why? Because, you know, it's one of those things of, yes, I'm, I'm happy and I'm, I'm getting loved up on and I'm, I'm feeling all of this wonderful things and pheromones and blah, 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 blah. So maybe I might not you know, waste the time to check your ass on an Instagram comment or a video or blah, 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 because why? I'm, child, I'm over here, you know, happy. And, and, and forehead kisses, yes. So, yes. However, where I will say that is very irksome, um, because though there is truth in that, I think people love to fall on that automatically mm -hmm. when all of a sudden now I've, maybe I've become more selective with how angry I'm going to be, right? Or maybe I've become more selective with how passionate I'm going to be while I'm delivering a certain message. D does not cure the, the world's ails. It doesn't. I'm sorry. I wish it did. I've had some great ones. Didn't cure a thing. So, you know, P is not going to cure the world's ails. It's not. So as a person who I have been accused of just being an angry black woman, because I'm not getting, you know, deep down that particular week, <laughs> it is very annoying. And it's like, no, that doesn't change 
how I'm saying things. It doesn't change what I feel about this thing. So I, I, I give shout outs to Amanda for accepting that really irksome critique with grace. I necessarily wouldn't give her a, a growth award or most improved or anything like that. Cause what, cause, cause we're rewarding her for getting penis. I mean, for what? Like, <laughs> I, will say, I will say this guys, Shauna did point out something that is very beautiful. And I, you know, we know that two truths can be true at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. So on one hand, love does make things better. I think there's a couple R and B songs that actually just flat out say that. But number two, a lot of times when you are a woman who is on top of your game, when people call you difficult, what they're really saying is you're difficult to manipulate. Mm. We're actually being very reasonable, factually accurate, and have, are saying all the, the things that are correct, but because they cannot confuse or manipulate you, now you're difficult, right? And so I think half the time Amanda is being difficult, but the other half of the time, she's just being unfuckwittable. And that yep. also is difficult, right? And so we have to acknowledge that it's not always her getting it wrong. Sometimes she's just hard to disrespect. She makes it inconvenient for you to disrespect her. Mm -hmm. And at the Grio, we're going to always shout that out because we want Black women to make it difficult to be disrespected. Mm -hmm. So I think we've had a pretty rigorous conversation. So, so Jaren, um, you're the one who's going to be announcing who won this category. Drum roll, please. Winner of most improved goes to CNN anchor Don Lemon. I have a feeling this next category is going to ruffle a few feathers. By definition, hotep is an Egyptian word that roughly translates as to be at peace. However, a subset of uh, Black Twitter is known as hotep Twitter and is often known for weaponizing pro-Black ideology for their own good. And the nominees for the Hotep of Hotep Awards are social commentator, Dr. Umar Johnson. If you want the title, come get it. If you want the title, you gotta take, you can't hate it away. You can't plagiarize it away. You can't copy it away. If you want this belt that I've been wearing for 10 years, undisputed, undefeated, heavyweight champion, and King Kong, come take it. Can't none of y'all tie my shoes. Can't none of y'all YouTubers tie my shoes. Not none of you. Y'all can't touch me. That's why y'all hate it when y'all see that microphone on that stage. Y'all hate it. Black people who refuse to vote during the Trump election. Because black people generally know that this whole system is a sham and we don't f with politics. Like, like why waste our time with some shit that we know they not with us we know it's it's not even real like why with that whoever you vote for it doesn't matter it's all the electoral college and all this type of shit like it doesn't it's not real it's an illusion of choice media mogul nick cannon i'm not gonna put a they on the or or say that someone else when i know i'm god Mm. When I know my power, right. I don't give a about what they got or their story when I know they want what I got. Hoteps are often accused of pretending to fight for Black liberation when they really just want their turn at playing massive. So fam, who do you think deserves this most dubious award? Shauna, you are lean back so far. Come back to us, Shauna. In 60 seconds, who do you think is the hotep of all the hoteps? 
Dr. Umar is where a lot of these people get their uh, inspiration. Um, Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon is a fool. I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, he is. He just, he's just a fool. Uh, but the folks who were not, who were talking about not voting during the 2020 election, yeah, uh, yeah because y'all were led by your, your Messiah Ice Cube, have fun. <laughs> But y'all get this stupid ass award. Enjoy. <laughs> How about you, CG and Jaren? This one is rough because it's an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's what's sad about it. I mean, I don't, I, I find listening to Dr. Umar Johnson, it kills my brain cells. And But I, I agree with Shauna, a lot of Black folks get a lot of these nonsensical ideas from him mm -hmm. and from celebrities like Nick Cannon who are, are vocal and wrong. Um, but I, I do direct all my ire to people who chose not to vote uh, in this past election, knowing what we know about the power of the vote, knowing what we know about Black people who've been raped and lynched and murdered and beaten, you know, and lost their livelihood, uh, trying to register people to vote, just trying for this, this one thing that seems like, oh, it's not a big deal, it's the lesser of two evils, except for the fact that this country has tried to keep it away from us from its inception. So those folks having all of that information and still choosing not to vote in 2020 on some nonsensical, oh, they're all the same. I have no patience or respect for that behavior. Jaren, who, your brothers uh, are, are in trouble. Do you have anything to say of who you think uh, just missed the mark completely? Uh, one, I'm praying for my black men. <laughs> together. Uh, but I'm gonna go with people who decided to not vote because I mean, imagine what would have happened if Donald Trump had been have been reelected. That that alone terrifies me. I'm glad it didn't come out that way. So I'm going to give it to them. All right. So Jaren, you're in charge of uh, the next award. Who won? Oh, I'm nervous. And the winner of the Hotep Award goes to social commentator Dr. Umar Johnson, <laughs> the godfather of problematic deserve. <laughs> He, I feel like he worked very, very hard for that award. Um, so Dr. Umar, do with that what you may. Yeah. Now we've all had that one friend that people try to warn us about, but unfortunately some of us still having to end up learning these things the hard way. Coming up next is the What About Your Friends Award category for those who lack discernment when choosing their tribe. And the nominees are Megan the Stallion for all her friends. The only people in the car was her, her friend, Tory Lanez and his security. Now the friend that she's referring to is Kelsey. Before Megan the Stallion made this video naming Tory Lanez as the shooter, some people speculated, well, maybe Kelsey did it. And Megan the Stallion never cleared that up. She made statements saying something like, you know, she don't trust her friends no more. She don't trust the people who were in her corner. Something like that. Legendary media host, Wendy Williams for her feud with her brother. Tommy. Let me tell you something right now. All you are is my brother. You better stop talking the way you're talking because now it's dripping into my comment page. Tory Lanes for obvious reasons. How you get shot in your foot and it don't hit no bones or tendons? Like, whoever is watching this, like if you need to go on Google and look at a foot anatomy of bones and skeletons and tendons, you realize there's like 30 bones in your feet and like, 110 some crazy number like that, right? Now, Griot fam, who do you think needs a new set of friends and probably a therapist? 
We'll start off with Jaren on this one. Ooh, this is hard. Oh, this is hard. Um, Tori definitely needs friends, among other things, but... Hair follicles. <laughs> but I think I might go with Wendy because after watching her documentary and watching her biopic um, and obviously seeing her publicly spar with her brother temporarily on national television, something tells me that Wendy's in need of more support and friends. Um, and I think that she's uh, might be go she might be really still struggling and I, my heart really goes out to Wendy. Um, but she should have had a little bit more discernment in her in her life just in general. So yeah, 25 years with Kelvin, aka Kevin. She gets my vote as well. Um, Dr. Christina Grill, who is your vote? Oh, I feel like they all need friends and prayer. Um, you know, I think Megan the Stallion is definitely in the process of getting good friends, but I think I'm gonna vote for her largely because she has so much to lose. Like her star is rising, her talent is immeasurable. And I think that for people who make it, like she's at a crossroads point. Those who make it are people who have a good squad around them, who cut out all yeah. the nonsense, who help you focus on the work and yourself and your enjoyment and leave all this hood nonsense and shooting in the foot nonsense far, far behind you. And we've seen all the Black folks who have been able to elevate to a new level. It's when they've left the ridiculous folks way in the rearview mirror. So hopefully she has some new friends that help her realize that her talent level does not match the folks that she's spending time with. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, Shauna, if you had to encapsulate uh, who, who your vote is for and why your blood pressure has significantly spiked in the last two minutes, um, hit us. Who do you want to vote for for the <laughs> about your friends award? My blood pressure is spiked because Tory Lanez can go to hell in a handbasket. But <clears throat> Megan, so there is uh, recently there was a video that was Megan has a new boo party. Yes, right. Not to be confused with Cardi, party. Um, and there was a video of, I guess, one of Megan's friends, a party's friend, something like that. But you hear Cardi in the background yelling, telling Megan to come out of the, the room or the bathroom or something like that. And it just, for me, it was triggering um, seeing and hearing that whatever it was in the background. It sounded like he had like busted down the door or something like that. Something sounded something crazy. I want to see Megan Thee Stallion do so well, and I'm personally invested in her success. I do not believe that she has the right people around her. Outside of Beyonce and Jay-Z to maybe try and guide her in the right path, I don't like it. And I also don't like how y'all, y'all saw this video with the party thing, and now y'all over here, oh, she's so cute, they're so cute together, da, 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 whatever, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I see, I seen what I seen and I saw what I saw. And um, all I can do is just hope that she keeps really good people around her. Like she doesn't have a grandma, her grandmother around her. She doesn't have a mama around her. Um, and I think that's, that's jacking up her discernment a smidge. I hope that she, I, I, I hope that she, um, but that's also youth. I was, I was dumb like that in my 20 somethings. You keep, you keep, you keep some frauds in your circle, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, from time to time in your, in your youth. But I'm hoping that that's what she, I, Megan, get new friends. <laughs> that's all I yeah. got, just get new friends. <laughs> My heart goes out to Megan. I think she deserves our compassion. I think all of us believe that Megan has a good heart. Yeah, maybe not the best discernment. CG, you're up for this award. So who do you think, well, not who do you think, 
you have the actual results. Who is the winner of the What About Your Friends Award? Yes, so, okay, the What About Your Friends Award goes to Megan the Stallion. Sis. Rightfully. We're <laughs> all rooting for you. Now let's pivot to something a little bit less compassionate. Sometimes people try it and it takes everything in you to keep it cute. For those who have managed to put on a brave face, despite whatever pettiness we suspect they are doing behind closed doors, we have the most Zen Ninja Award. And the nominees are Omarion for wishing everyone the best on Vlad TV, even though we don't believe him. I, I don't feel no ways. I, I, don't feel, I don't feel any way about it. I think that, um, you know, if, if they're happy, you know, um, then they should be happy. You know what I'm saying? I, th I, th I think they, you know, uh, I think they should change the narrative, though. Big Sean for keeping it cute with Kanye West despite being old millions of dollars. Where'd you start? Somebody called me and was like, yo, one of my friends, Kanye's down at the station. If you go down there and rap for him, man, he'll probably love it. He'll probably sign you. And I asked if I could rap for him. And he was like, man, you know, we're kind of running late. I was like, oh, damn, man, you like my hero. That's right. Kanye West owes Big Sean $3 million. Kanye West gets half of Sean's profits and half of Sean's royalties. And Kanye uh, wouldn't agree to Big Sean getting his masters back from Def Jam. Legendary singer Dionne Warwick for owning Twitter the minute she joined. Well, hello. And this is for all of you tweeters who have decided that I'm not tweeting my own stuff to you. I want you to know I am, and I'm getting a very, very, very good at it. You see, I have a wonderful niece. Her name is Brittany. And she said, Aunt Dion, you'll have a lot of fun if you get on this with me. I said, okay, teach me how to do it. And she did, and I am doing it. So that should quell all of you naysayers. And if it doesn't, deal with it. We're entering the lightning round. So you each have a minute to fight your case. Uh, who wants to hit it up first? Who wants to vote for the most Zen Ninja? I'll start. Dionne Warwick. She remains East Orange at 80 years old. I love her. She's direct. She's everyone's new auntie slash old auntie that we always knew we had. And um, she's just, she has become part of the Twitterverse immediately and is leading conversations. And she's wonderful. So she's my vote. She is king. Hit it, Shana. Who do you vote for? Uh, I'm sorry. You can't owe me $5 and think that I'm just going to be cool. $3 million? I beg your pardon? No. <laughs> like, no. Big Sean gets all the props. He ain't, he ain't call Kanye out. He ain't make a diss record. He ain't, you know, shout this man out on IG. He ain't tag him on nothing. He ain't diss you him on Twitter. Nothing. Listen, give Big Sean his flowers. Yeah, three million. Jaren, who do you vote for? Well, I'm torn between Omarion and Big Sean, mainly because Big Sean, I think, has put in the work for Zen Ninja because he's gone to therapy. He's been public about that. He shares the books he's been reading. He's very enlightened. I don't know how enlightened Omarion is, but he comes off very Zen-like. Um, <laughs> it's always in the voice. It's always in the, yeah, I just, you know, I just want it all to be about love. And I, I just love the way that Omarion talks. Um, so I lean toward Omarion, but I'm going to go with Big Sean because he really practices what he preaches. Yeah, I will say that Big Sean and I read all the same books. Uh, we have two friends in common who have confirmed that we are, yeah, I, I believe he's actually Zen, but Omarion, 
he, I think he might be a Scorpio. If not, he's giving off Scorpio energy. I feel like he will slash your tires and then give the um, the uh, statement to the police as a witness. Like, I love that. Like, he is petty in the most, ooh, <laughs> What, he'll put you in an icebox where your heart used to be? Yes. <laughs> you know what? I was waiting for someone to make that joke. All right, Jaren, who is the winner? Because now I, I need to know who it is. All right. The winner of Most Zen Ninja goes to Omarion. <laughs> Icebox where your fingerprints used to be. Okay. <laughs> Omarion, we don't believe it, but we still love it. Okay? We don't believe it. Here we are. All right. So we are firm believers of standing in your truth here at the Griot even if your truth is foul, but hey, no judgment. And the nominees for the most unapologetic award are actress and host Jada Pinkett Smith for her entanglement. This is your red table and you like brought yourself to the red table. I think um, you need to say clearly what happened. As far as what? You and I decided we were gonna take our space and what happened. Yeah, and then I got into an entanglement with August, that's what I said. An entanglement? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Rapper Cardi B for dragging MAGA supporters like Candace Owens. Um, it is one of the biggest insults. If black Americans are not insulted by the fact that Joe Biden, who has been hiding in his basement, um, you know, for the entire year, made an appearance and came out because he was going to do an interview with Cardi B. Do we, do we have nothing better to offer? She had no idea what she was doing, and yet both Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden made the time to sit with her because they believe black people are stupid. Master uses you. You want to call me dumb? I'm not getting pimped out by a white man. And rapper Azalea Banks for boiling her dead cat. The cat is in the bag. So guys, um, that was triggering. Um, yeah. Uh, so Shoshana, uh, quick and dirty, who is your vote for? You know how I said like Tory Lane should go to hell, Azalea Banks should go to hell. She just should. But uh, I'm going to give it to Miss Jada Pinkett Smith because let me tell you something. I am a supporter of thought and bopping, okay? I'm a supporter <laughs> of if you were in a relationship, you were in entanglement, okay? And that's just what it is and that's what it was. So my that's my vote <laughs> for Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah, she's bold. She brought herself to her own red table. Like, uh, that's amazing to me. The audacity. If she could sell it like that Erica Badu incense, she should. Um, CG, Jaren, do you guys have any strong thoughts about who you think should win this one? I like Cardi B, who dipped her toe into politics when she first started warning folks about the coronavirus, and it went viral. She was like, it's real out here. And then, you know, she's talking about the census. And so she is from the boogie down Bronx and is not afraid of somebody, the likes of Candace Owens. And it's just very clear that you're a mess. You don't represent any of us and you need to go sit down and take several seats. And so she, I think her use of the English language is quite creative. Um, and so she uses it in her songs and when she's calling people out and I'm here for it. 
As a matter of fact, check Cardi B was actually in advanced classes in school, including history, and she was a political science major. So here at the Rio, we just want to remind you that diction is not a metrics of intelligence. I mean, she, yeah, you know, when she went to Borough of Manhattan Community College, and you know, the thing yep. is, she uses the English language, I think, in very creative ways, mm -hmm. which people underestimate her. But if you listen to what she's saying, the way she was able to break down the census, me and all my fancy degrees could never break down the census the way she broke it down for communities to fully understand the necessity of why they need to fill out the U.S. census. Similarly with the coronavirus. So I love that. I, I, love I extend that. that to her analysis on Candace Owens as well. Mm -hmm. Let's be very clear. The way you speak does not mean that you are, are dumb or, or smart, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. Like Mike Tyson, I thought was a little, a little shaky there. That man is a genius. Sorry, we're about to get on Mike Tyson tangent because he should have nominated for something. Jaren, who's your vote for, love? Um, one, Mike Tyson's a genius, yes, because he, <laughs> he takes shrooms. I'm, I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, <laughs> but also, uh, I'm not going to give it to Jada because I feel like she had to bring herself to the red table because she was exposed. Um, and Azalea Banks, she doesn't give a F about anything, and I, I would give it to her, but she's toxic to me a little bit. Um, so I'm going to definitely give it to Cardi B because from day one up until now, she's the same Cardi B, which tells you that she's really authentic in what she says and, and she means what she says and everyone loves her. And she's just, how can you not love Cardi B? All right. So Shauna, who got the award, love? Ooh, my little envelope. So the most unapologetic award goes to, <laughs> like I said, Jada Pinkett Smith. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, we, we took a vote, guys. Just want to let you know, we took a vote. So it, I'm not responsible for these winners, okay? <laughs> this next award is all about holding people accountable for the BS that they try to pull behind or in front of the scenes. The nominees for the Mask Off Award are rapper and social activist, no name for calling out conscious rappers who remain silent during the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm back quiet as a church mouse. Basement studio when duty calls to get the verse out. I guess the ego hurt now. It's time to go to work. Wow, look at him go. He really doubts to write about me when the world is in smokes. When it's people in trees. When George was begging for his mother saying he couldn't breathe. Actress and host Gabrielle Union for calling out America's Got Talent for discrimination. He then threatens my agent. Gabrielle better be better watch who she calls a racist in the middle of an investigation about racism and discrimination. This is what's happening from the top of the company. Claudia Conway for calling out Trump supporter and her mom, <laughs> Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne Conway is stepping away from the White House to focus on her family. Look what I did. Kellyanne's decision comes after her 15-year-old daughter, Claudia, took to social media to say she wants to emancipate herself. I'm officially pushing for emancipation, she tweeted. My mother's job ruined my life to begin with. Heartbreaking that she continues to go down that path after years of watching her children suffer. Selfish. It's all about money and fame, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just showing everyone the truth. Like Claudia has been vocal about her disdain for President Trump and even got into a public tiff when her mother tried to stop her from posting another incendiary video on TikTok. Ooh, okay, guys. So who do we think ripped the mask off the best? You all get one vote. Make it matter. <laughs> Shauna's having an actual physical reaction. Shauna, 
who do you think? If y'all give that little white girl this a bliss, this black ass award, we're gonna have a fight. I'm gonna walk off. I just want you to know. <laughs> the conversation is getting heated. To find out who won the next award, you're gonna have to check out this week's episode of What's In It For Us. <laughs>